by Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Mayhem at the Ministry. So I'm going to be honest with you guys, this this episode is probably going to be fairly short. Yeah. Maybe 30 minutes. So I just know that because... It was really hard to come up with an analysis for this episode, so I kind of chose something really basic, and <sighs> there, there really isn't that much information on the on the thing that I chose, so it's just a shorter episode this week, so hopefully you guys, that's okay, but it's all we, it's really all we could do this week, because we've been, honestly, like, we've been so busy the last couple yeah. of weeks, so. so it's been kind of hard to get everything done. I'm not complaining, I'm just saying, like, uh-huh well it kind of sounds like you're complaining okay. <laughs> okay um but yeah so the first set oh wait we always talk about how do we think we feel about the chapter <sighs> i thought it was a cool one it was boring on my end okay it was cool on my end boring on bond's end i feel like that happens a lot of the it was time. just a lot of I talking cool okay. and the maybe you take the first part of the notes yeah okay yeah so first sentence mr weasley woke them up after only a few hours sleep which probably sucks because there's always people who, like, have really bad sleep schedules, and I just don't get it, because I'm the kind of person that goes to bed yeah. early and wakes up early, so. I mean, I wake up early, but, like, I go to bed, like, I'll go, I'll get, I'll get in my bed at, like, nine. Yeah. But I'll read or listen to a podcast until then. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They left the campsite with their things and passed Mr. Roberts, who was disoriented because his memory had been modified to forget the night before. They took an old tire back to Stoatshead Hill and walked to the to the burrow in the light of dawn. Mrs. Lizzy was waiting outside and ran to hug everyone. She squeezed Fred and George so hard that their heads banged together. Molly said that she had shouted at them before they had left. And what if the last thing What if the last thing she said to them was that they hadn't gotten enough OWLs? Which is like this like brings up a really good point just in like life. Like, you always want to leave people on a good note, because if that's the last time you talk to them, you don't want it to be, like, you regret what you said. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it brings, like, a lot of the themes, I think, in this book, this is this is the book where the themes get a lot, like, a lot more mm-hmm. serious and a lot more dark, because this is the book where it starts being, like, you have to worry about which character says what to the person before they die, because they could die at any moment. Yeah. Basically. Also, the Wizarding World, you're basically entire, you're basically, you're basically your entire future rests on your education and how well you do in it. Because, I mean, if you don't do well in, like, the newts or owls in potions, then you're not even allowed to have a job related to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, like, be or. It's like, you can't be an or. You need to have an outstanding in everything. It's, but, but it's like, you, what if you have, like, a. What if you have an education afterwards? Remember know? how we talked about this? We've talked about how, like, they have to make very serious decisions at very young ages. Yeah. At the age of, like, 13, they're choosing which electives they need to, to get to where they want to be in life. Which is, like, it's very serious. It's very crazy to think about. Because yeah. at this point, like, at this point in the muggle world, we know that we just have to do good in our classes. Yeah. But like this is like you have to know exactly what you your want entire to do career depends on this on your thirteen year old self, which I can I I'm and it's I'm, like in in the Muggle society, you can not do well in school and still get a good job. Yeah, or you can like you go to college after school, 
you know, you can, Mm -hmm. you change careers, like, people change careers a lot, or they'll go to college, and they'll realize what they wanted to do isn't actually for them, you know, but Harry's, like, he has to choose when he's 13, he has to figure out, like, hey, how's this gonna directly affect my career, Mr. Weasley read the paper, which was mocking the ministry for their lax security, it was by Rita Skeeter, and Percy said that she had it in for the ministry, Mr. Weasley was mentioned in the article, not by name, but it said that he, he stated that nobody was hurt, but several bodies were removed from the forest. I don't get Rita Skeeter. Like, she just makes things up. She doesn't even bother twisting the truth. She's just like, yeah, I'm just going to make things up. It's for money. It's, it's yeah. Well, I mean, I her probably that. her source that several bodies were removed in the forest, it probably came from, like, a string of people that kept telling each other the same story, and it just got more mutated uh, yeah. and distorted. Like that game Telephone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, Rita Skeeter had twisted what Arthur had said. Mr. Weasley and Percy got ready to leave for work to smooth things over, which obviously Molly wasn't happy about, because she was like, you're on holiday, Arthur, like, you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to be at work, and he wants to go back because he thinks that it's his fault, that there's so much mayhem going on, because he said that thing to, to Rita Skeeter, and Percy just wants to go back so that he can give his cauldron report to Barty Crouch himself. Mm -hmm. He wants to give it to him personally, which is like, Percy, I don't think Barty Crouch is worried about the standardization of cauldron thickness right now when the dark mark was just above the Quidditch world. Yeah. The trio headed upstairs to put away their things. Oh, also, like, how much is there to smooth over? What are they all doing at work? Filling out Mm -hmm. paperwork? Like, how much paperwork is there that needed to be filled? And what, because, like, even Edwin says in the book, like, what is is Mr. Weasley going to do? It's not even his department, you know? His department is Mm -hmm. muggles. Yeah. So, I don't know what he's even doing at work right now. Um, when they got to Ron's room, Harry explained that on Saturday he had woken up with a scar hurting. Their reactions were exactly as Harry had imagined they would be. Ron said it, that it was probably just a nightmare, and Harry asked if it really was, though. His scar hurts, and three days later, Voldemort's sign is in the air. And I just put here, coincidence? I think not! Which I'm going to play the clip right now. I think now. not. You said it like a British accent. No Coincidence? I think not. You, you said it like a British accent. He always, not. But he always, like, in the movie, he always, like, emphasizes the not. Coincidence? I think not. Mm. That type of thing. So, yeah. Harry said that they hadn't heard Trelawney last year when her voice went deep, and she said that the Dark Lord would rise again and would be greater and even more terrible than before. Which, I'm glad that they didn't hear that, because yeah. that's pretty traumatizing. Uh, Harry said that he had sent Sirius a letter, and Ron said that was good thinking. Ron suggested that they would go outside and play Quidditch. Imagine going to your teacher's room after school, hand in a paper, and all of a sudden her eyes roll back into her head, and she's, like, talking really loudly and distinctly. She's like, the Dark Lord will rise again. The Dark Lord, with many more supporters, will kill everyone. You know, imagine uh-huh. that. <laughs> that would be pretty crazy. Um... So for the rest of the week, Arthur and Percy both left the house early each morning and returned after dinner every single night. Do you think the ministry gives them food? Mm. Like they have cafeteria? Lunch, probably. House elves, what about slaves. Huh? What about dinner and breakfast? They got a free slave. What does that even mean? <laughs> they got a free house elf. Oh, they get to <laughs> have it make whatever they want for them? Yes. Okay. They got a free, they got a house elf chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personal. Percy said that people kept sending howlers, so he kept having to clean up fires. 
the people wanted to be refunded for their damaged property, and people were even sending in howlers like lying about what had been damaged. Mundungus Fletcher had put in a claim for a 12-bedroomed tent with an ensuite jacuzzi. Percy knew that Mundungus had been sleeping under a cloak propped on sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him sending sad. for it. That's sad. That really That's is. actually sad. How did Mundungus get the money to even go? I know, right? That is pretty sad, though. But also, like, people wanted to be compensated for their things. It was criminals that destroyed your stuff, not the ministry. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. But I think it's like, hey, the ministry, you know, they weren't clearly weren't strict enough on security. They let them in, that type of thing. I think that's mm-hmm. what they're going for. Uh, Miss Weasley's, uh, okay, I, th- I thought you'd already covered the, this part in the notes. Okay. So the clock on the wall with the hands that pointed where people oh, were, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Weasley's pointed to work. Miss Weasley said that Arthur hadn't been at work at the ministry since this much since you know who. It's like, okay, Molly, clearly something's, there's some coincidence here. I think not, okay? Percy said that Arthur needed to make up for his mistake at the match by releasing news to civilians without authorization. Oh my goodness, Percy. I feel like Percy just needs to keep his mouth yeah. shut sometimes, especially around his family. Like, I don't know. I think Molly he needs, needs to, to not put sh- him in his place. No, I think Percy just doesn't need to share so much. Wow. Like, he can have these thoughts, but he uh-huh. doesn't need to go and share them with everyone. Molly told Percy to not blame Arthur for what, for what Skeeter wrote. Bill said that, that Rita Skeeter never made anyone look good. That's kind of foreshadowing. Uh-huh. That is foreshadowing. Molly asked friend George what they were up to, and they said schoolwork. I bet they say that every time she asks. <laughs> yeah. So, like, schoolwork. And then she's like, mm, yeah, schoolwork. She, they're sleeping. She asks, what are you guys up to? Go oh, schoolwork. <laughs> schoolwork. They wake up just to say schoolwork and then immediately fall back asleep. <laughs> Molly said that they were still on holiday and asked if they um and asked if they were writing a new order form and restarting Weasley's wizard wheezes. Uh Fred asked Molly if friend George died in an accident on the Hogwarts Express, how she would feel her last words to them being an accusation. That's actually kind of funny. Like he's like now he's gonna use it against her, her guilt. Arthur arrived home and sat down in the living room and said that Skeeter had been looking for more ministry mess-ups all week. I wonder if she can get into the ministry. So, like... You can probably enter the ministry, but they probably wouldn't allow you into certain departments. Oh, yeah, because you can go into the bottom floor, huh? Yeah. And you could probably talk to the secretary. You can use anything the secretary says. But I think you could probably just walk through normally. Because it's sort of like... Hmm... Oh, wait, they have, like, security guards checking, like, your yeah, IDs and sort of exactly, stuff. Yeah. Um, he said that she had recently found out about Bertha Jorkins, and if she found out about Winky, it would be horrible. Hermione said that Crutch was lucky she didn't know he was mean to his elves, but Arthur said that he deserved obedience from his servants. That's <laughs> coming from Arthur. I imagine Arthur just sitting there, like, he deserves obedience from his servants. <laughs> I should know. I'm a house elf. (laughs) Children, you'd better take this as an example, or else I'll disown you. I will give you clothing. Yeah, I'll give you clothing, children. children. You don't want clothing. Do you? Um, 
Uh, Hermione asked if he meant slaves because he didn't pay his elves. I like how Hermione's just like, you mean slaves, Arthur? Is that <laughs> what you mean? Are you trying to be mean here? Molly told them to go upstairs and make sure they have packed everything. I bet Molly could sense the fight. She was yeah. like, something's gonna go down here. Hermione can be really annoying, though. Like, Yeah, it's like she just needs to be quiet. Yeah, I wouldn't backtalk my friend's parents Yeah, was letting me stay at their house. I know, That's right? Really, that would, that that would just make things it. awkward. Yeah, that would be pushing it. They wouldn't want to invite you back. R- Ron gave Harry everything that they had gotten for Harry at Diagon Alley. Ron unpacked something that looked like a maroon dress with lace frills and cuffs. Molly entered, and Ron said that she had given him Ginny's dress. I like how they did this in the movie. Like, they saved it for the Great Hall, and then, and then he was all like, and there's a bonnet? And Ginny's like, it's not mine, Ron, it's yours. Yeah. Um, Molly said that they were. Uh, oh, Molly said. Um, Molly said that they were Ron's dress robes, but Ron said that he wouldn't wear them. Ron asked why he couldn't have some more like Harry's, which were normal robes but green. I like how they made them look in the movies. Like they looked like a suit, but with a sort of like cape type of yes, thing. But Molly shouldn't have like put Harry's robes first because she knows Harry has money, and Harry should yeah. just pay for himself. It's really mean. If I were Harry, I would have mail ordered Ron some some proper dress well, robes. Uh, I talk about this later. Um, Molly said that she had to buy Ron, Ron's robe secondhand and that there weren't a lot of choices, and that's sad. Yeah. Harry would have offered them money, but he knew they wouldn't accept. Here's the thing, though. If they're at school and Harry mail orders some robes you, they would Madame, have to accept. From, from Madame Malkins, how would they know if they just appeared on Ron's bed one day and he wrote, like, and Harry wrote, like, Molly. Like, Mrs. Weasley. Mom. If I were Harry, I'd just get them the robes, because then, otherwise, it'd just be rude for them not to accept. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, okay, well, I'm not going to return these, so now you just kind of have to keep them. Last sentence. Why is everything I own rubbish? Said Ron furiously, striding across the room to unstick Pigwidgeon's beak. It's so sad that he thinks that. Like, I totally understand what he means, because... There's this one point in this book where I get really frustrated with Harry because he's so mad at Ron that he starts, like, in his head making fun of how Ron is poor. Yeah. And I always get so frustrated with Harry. I'm like, it's not his fault. Ha 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 ha. My friend like, is poor. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. basically what Harry is doing. And it's kind of, it's really sad. Um, But I'm glad that, like, throughout the rest of the book, though, nobody at school except for Draco is really taunting him for being poor. They all just kind of accept him because they're all at Hogwarts anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. At Hogwarts, we're all poor. (laughs) Okay, then. Okay, so now we're going to... There are no movie goods for this chapter because this book is so long that there are going to be a lot of chapters that just aren't included in the movies. So we're going to move on straight to our cauldrons analysis. And hopefully this will carry us to the 30-minute mark because we're only at the 15-minute mark. Hopefully. We'll see you then. I love magic. I love magic. Can do your do your like do your impression. I love magic. I love magic. Yeah, he says it more like that. Yeah, it sounds better. Yeah. Okay, so we have a bit of news today. Oh wait, actually, let's start with. So recently, we went to Disneyland, and I just I wanted to bring this up because. I wanted to compare it with how Universal was doing things mm-hmm. and then how Universal was doing things. So Universal and Disneyland, like how they were doing things and how, like, which park did it better. 
like all the restrictions. Uh-huh. Kind of thing. So basically, by the when we were at Universal, at that point, they still had the markers on the ground that said like six feet. You still had to wear masks everywhere, which unless you were eating, which like it got really hot yeah. under the mask. So you could you only had in Disneyland, you only had to wear your mask when you're inside of a building. You don't you didn't have to wear it while you're sitting down and eating. You didn't have to wear it outside. There were no six feet distance markers or any yeah. enforcements but on that. We, we would just wear it when we were in big crowds of people. Like, yeah. When, but otherwise, when we were outside, we didn't wear it. And like Disneyland, they had sanitizer stations all over. Everywhere. Universal didn't. Universal had way less hand sanitizing stations. Which Disney did it great. Like they put hand hand sanitizing stations on the entering to each ride, on the exiting to each ride. All over the main path. The rides, the ride weights were much faster because I think they have limited capacity, or maybe it was just the week we came. I think it was the week. Because it's like we we start school tomorrow, Mm -hmm. the day we're filming this. Yeah. And because we're so close to school, I just don't think anybody came. Yeah, but it was it was pretty insane. Like just um capacity wise, like not that many people were there. I think Disneyland is handling the restrictions a lot better than. Universal is just I think that Universal I have obviously we haven't been since May so it probably did change but as far as Disneyland went uh-huh. I enjoyed like their their I didn't enjoy their restrictions but their restrictions were much less like strict than yeah. Universal were but overall we had fun at both parks when we went to them Disneyland is I think just a better park in general it is but if you want a Harry Potter type of thing then obviously you have to go to Universal obviously which I like Obviously. that part. I like both parks, but Disneyland is. But definitely, far. Disneyland is better because it has the Star Wars. It just area. has so much more. Yeah. And I just wish Universal. Because Star Wars is one of my favorite fandoms. Yeah. Aside from, from Harry, Harry Potter, Potter. But I like, wish Harry Potter would would um I wish Universal would expand Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Like just make it bigger. Yeah, that'd be, that's true. Because they were gonna add Makuza to the Universal Orlando, but I think they paused that. I think they're not. I don't think. They're... And it's like so Disneyland did the Galaxy's Edge. Most of you guys probably know about it, and it's like this entire section. It's a big section of Disneyland, and the buildings are all Star Wars. The shops are all Star Wars. Even the like the food is Star Wars. Yeah, so it's the drinks. Water, the drinks are literally ev- like everything in the area. It makes you feel like you're actually in Star Wars. But, like, for me, Universal didn't do that. Really? In the Harry Potter would, area. It, it know, didn't do that. You don't me. feel quite like you're in I just, Cosmic, I just but... feel like, just, I just feel like in, I'm in, like, any other place of, like, a Disneyland park or in the... Oh. Okay, I can understand that. Park, yeah. I just think maybe they need to do some upgrades to the Universal Harry Potter. Just but... make it a bit more immersive. Mm-hmm. I don't know what more they can do to make it immersive. Yeah, I don't know either. I like it, but, yeah, I get that. Okay, so for our first piece of news, a dad in Duchesne, I'm going to say it like that, Utah, built a Harry Potter-themed castle playhouse in the yard to his house for his kids. Mm -hmm. The playhouse has the dungeons, a 40-foot-long tunnel that goes to the basement and the second floor. Then the third floor is the Great Hall. The fourth floor is the Gryffindor dormitory. The fifth floor has the libraries and the prefix bathroom. And the seventh and eighth floors are tower rooms. There's eight floors? Let me look up a picture. The Chesney. Oh my god, Hogwarts what? Playhouse. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think there's a YouTube video. Why? I don't know if you watch the YouTube video right now. Oh my god. But, okay, look at this. He built that? Yeah. Okay, it's look it insane. up. It looks super cool. Yeah. 
it looks like this. It's it's pretty cool. It's, it doesn't look like eight floors. It's so but... much taller than his house. It's so much taller. It, I mean, it doesn't look eight floors though. And also, this house is only two floors. And like, look at that. It's like this is a different thing. There are a lot of different pictures, but the very first picture is the actual one. It's pretty. It's pretty big. You guys oh should look gosh. it up if you can. It's crazy. Yeah. So. The castle also has a 70-foot slide to get down from the castle. A 70-foot slide? And the family is also letting kids take tours of it. So if you live by DeChesney or in DeChesney, Utah, go for us and tell us, tell us about it. Um, and then we have one more piece of news that Vaughn's going to read. Daniel Radcliffe revealed that in a hypothetical Harry Potter remake, he would want to play Sirius Black or Remus Lupin. Yeah. He wouldn't do Remus Lupin very well in my mind. Like, yeah. you can't replace him. You can't yeah. replace Lupin. But He's too Black, old at this point, you can re- but Black, Harry would, Harry would, Harry would Daniel Radcliffe. He already has black hair, black. so I think it, I, don't know. I don't think anyone from the original films should be in a remake if they do one. Because it's going to take away the, uh, like, I don't really know what to think. I just don't want there to be a remake. No, Daniel Radcliffe is going to play baby Harry. Yeah. Yes. If he ever makes a ca- if baby Harry ever makes a cameo. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be I like Harry. that. I do like that idea, Vaughn. I do like that idea. Uh-huh. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to our cauldrons analysis, which please, I'm just hoping that this gives us ten more minutes. <laughs> I'm really hoping. Okay, so cauldrons used to be used by both wizards and muggles as a way to cook their food over a fire. Over time, both groups moved on to cooking with stoves, saucepans, microwaves, and other easier forms of cooking, and cauldrons were used less and less. It always amazes me how, like, on, like, survival shows, like Survivor, yeah. and they always cook, they always have a sort of cauldron thing that they cook eggs in, and they always, like, have to prop it up over the fire, and I'm like, how do you even use that properly to get, to make food in? You just, like, bo- you, you just, like, put the t- ca- uh, cap on, and it, like... If you're using water, it just boils the food. Okay. Cauldrons are pretty cool. Uh, Cauldrons became solely used by wizards for the purposes of brewing potions in. And cauldrons are always cool. Like, for Halloween, we always use cauldrons Mm -hmm. as, like, candy buckets, which are cool. Or we use pumpkins, right? Which Halloween is coming up. Yeah. It's soon. And I don't know what I'm... I definitely want to dress up because I feel like... Honestly, I'm in my fourth year at Hogwarts. I feel like there's not that many yeah. years left where I can dress up without. There, there probably, there's probably maybe one or two years before it gets like weird that I'm dressing up. But I want to dress up this year. I just have to figure out what I want to be. I don't know if I'm gonna be a Harry Potter character because I don't know that I want to do anything so like intricate that it has to be super planned. But I definitely want to do something. You know? Do you know what you want to be for Halloween? I don't know. That was super fun when we used our Halloween episode with Ella. Maybe we can do another Halloween episode. Like well, on I could be else. a printer. You could be a printer. I don't know how that would work, but you could be a printer. I just, like, have a super-sized inflatable printer costume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a flame is required to be used when brewing a potion, so it made the most sense for the wizarding world to continue using them for that purpose. Why doesn't... Why don't they just y- use a bowl? I don't and know. And just make it on a stove. In potions classroom... How does it work? Do they like light a fire? They under? light a fire under the under the uh, cauldron. Directly onto the wood? No, not I think like inside of like the counter. Or okay. like under it, there's like a hatch where you can like uh-huh. like a furnace. Okay, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so all cauldrons have enchantments on them for the purpose of making them lighter to carry. Most of them are made out of iron or pewter. There are modern self-stirring cauldrons, collapsible collapsible cauldrons, and cauldrons made from precious metals like gold and silver. I remember silver. when Harry's in his first year and he's going through Diagon Alley with, with Hagrid and he's all like, the golden, the golden cauldron was very tempting, but I didn't know if I wanted to get it. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, now we're going to go into J.K. Rowling's thoughts. So cauldrons appear in hundreds of years worth of pictures of witches and are believed to be where leprechauns keep their hidden treasure at the end of the rainbow. Yes. In the Harry Potter universe, cauldrons are a very basic tool that only really have the purpose of brewing potions. J.K. Rowling thought about making the Horcrux that belonged to Helga Hufflepuff a, ca- a cauldron, but she thought it would be comical to have such a large and bulky Horcrux. Imagine Voldemort making a cauldron a Horcrux. That would be pretty insane. Like, I, and while I'm thinking about Horcruxes, like, uh, right when I was writing this, I was thinking, like, like, why didn't, uh, you know, Voldemort just make his Horcrux a uh-huh. flake of sand or a crumb on a piece of bread? But, like, I still stand by, like, he did it he did it with these significant items because he wanted it to be something that connected him to all these different uh-huh. people because he was too proud to have it just be a grain of sand or a crumb or like a a, a, a drop of water and then pour it into the ocean yeah just make this a horcrux nobody would and just don't don't leave any clues about it being a horcrux yeah exactly i mean like seriously it's not that difficult yeah, like Voldemort was like very made very specific clues to which items were his horcruxes. A cauldron does appear in the four mythical jewels of Ireland, and its magical power was that nobody ever went away from it unsatisfied. That's kind of cool. Like it can give you whatever you want. Mm-hmm. In the legend of the thirteen treasures of Britain, the cauldron of Dirinch, 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 the giant, would cook meat for brave men, but not for cowards. That's kind of cool. Okay, so basically, essentially, because it hasn't taken us to 30 minutes, we're going to take a quick Harry Potter Potter trivia Trivia. quiz. Because we need something. We need something. Okay. Let's do this Harry Potter character trivia quiz. It's super tricky. Wow. Everybody, like, is going to put that on their thing. Let's start off easy. Click on all five characters who are Weasley's. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Ron. Ron. Yes. Fred. Fred. George. George, Molly, and Ginny. Yes. And then the other options that aren't Weasley's are Lavender Brown, Cho Chang, Harry, Seamus Finnegan. Done choosing. Done choosing. uh, It doesn't say if we got it right, but okay. Click on all three characters who did not attend Hogwarts. Okay, that's four. Uh, It's going to be Victor. Yes. and And Dudley. Okay. Done choosing. Click on all five characters who worked at Hogwarts. These are so easy. I, I think Snape. it's going to get... Okay. Snape. No, Filch. Snape. Flitwick. Snape. Snape Moody, Moody. And, and Dolores. Okay. Click on all five characters who have at least one muggle parent. Severus. Severus. Um, Hagrid. Wait, is, is a giant a muggle? He had a muggle parent. Stop. What, the, what are you no, doing? No, 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 no. What is wrong with you? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, which ones? You have at least one muggle parent. He has a muggle parent. Snape has a muggle parent. 
I think he no. no. What are you doing? It's not letting me pick that. Like if I pick Hagrid, it says Ew. it's because you, you because you clicked it wrong. It, now it just automatically oh. did it all. Okay, well I'll just I'll just go back. I'll do another quiz. Okay. Um, Harry Potter trivia challenge, Blue Bloomsbury Publishing. Oh. Oh god. If you want to take the quiz with us, I'll link it. I'm not gonna link the first one because that one was trash. All right, Harry Potter trivia quiz. Slughorn teaches his students that a mortentious smells different to each person. What food does Harry smell? Oh, he does. Uh, he Ooh. smells. Mrs. Not, Weasley's fudge. I don't think so. Or is it triacle tart? Because that's his favorite. I think it's triacle tart. Okay. Where is Slytherin Common Room located? The dungeons. The dungeons. Which creature that's pulled rolls. a? Okay, come on. Oh uh, no, 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 listeners. I need to read it for the listeners. Which creatures pull the carriage that takes students from the Hogwarts Express to the castle? It's Thestrals. How many staircases does Hogwarts have? It's 140-something. It's either 142 or 143, 163 or 152. Let's go 143. Yeah. Oh, we got it wrong. Okay, there. It's yes. 142. In order they taught, who were the six defense against the dark arts professors who taught Harry at Hogwarts? Quirrell, Lockhart, Lupin, Moody, Umbridge, Snape. Um, it's it was Quirrell, yeah, yeah, Lockhart, Lupin. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we got that. Who is Hufflepuff House Ghost, the Fat wait, Friar? Wait, yes. Who was the headmaster of Hogwarts when the Chamber of Secrets was opened for the first Armando time? Armando Depay. Okay. What is the name of the book Hermione supposes Voldemort uses used to learn about Horcruxes? Um, Magique, most evil. You think it's uh, no. A guide? No, I think no. it's I think it's Magic, most evil. Uh, Secrets of the Dark Art, probably I guess. Oh no, we got it wrong. We only have one more one more try to get Do it Secrets right. Secrets of the Dark Art. Oh wait. Oh yes. No, I gave it. Okay. Which Hogwarts professor was rumored to be a dueling champion in their Throw youth? Split with. That was easy. What is the name of the room Harry used to teach Dumbledore's arm? Wait. The, the room, room requirement. requirement. Congratulations, you've passed the Harry Potter trivia quiz with an outstanding. Nice. Okay, so uh, that is it for today's episode. I'm sorry that it wasn't like the best episode we've ever done, but we've been kind of busy this week. And I know that's not really an excuse, but we have. And I promise that the next episodes are going to be better and longer, but... This unfortunately was not. Do you so, pinky promise? You know, I, I can't pinky promise, <laughs> but I can I can give you my word. Maybe Cross my word your is good heart for nothing. And hope I to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so email us at insideharvardspot at gmail.com to let us know all of your thoughts on today's episode and what you're thinking of, of going for being as for Halloween. Because I want to know what are you guys' ideas? I think it would be fun to be a cowboy. I think that that sounds like a fun costume. A cowboy, no thanks. A cowboy, no thanks. I don't know. It's a new from this town, Woody. When me and Vaughn were little, we were Woody and Jesse. And Uh then Sophie was Lotso from Toy Story. (laughs) Oh my god. I thought that was funny. Um, Leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. Visit our website, insideheartworks.com, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.